about important stuff. Let's start recording. Hi, everyone. Oh, hi, everyone. Welcome to We'd Rather Be Reading. I'm Jerrica. And I'm Leah. The and problem is when we get together. Is that we start talking talk about, about, about before, books. Before hitting record. And then yeah. we're like, oh, well, guess what we're doing right now talking about a book before yeah. we do our podcast about talking about books. Yeah. Well, then we decided to just press play and I will... But you will have forever have missed out on my exceptional summary of <laughs> The Starless Sea by Erin Morgenstern. How anyone can summarize this book is beyond me because it was a wild ride. Um, gave it four stars though. Very well written, but I could not tell you the story if I tried. And I did try. I tried hard. Right. And when you were talking about Starless Sea, it reminded me of Cerulean Sea by yes. T.J. Clune yes. that we read the other book of that yeah. you loved. Oh, well, I love yeah. the book too. But, but I you love like Cerulean. Really, I, and I you read, also love yeah. Cerulean Sea. Yes. But your girl Maggie Stiefvater, yes. who uh, read, uh, wrote all of the Raven books, uh-huh. and you love her and you love all I of love those her. books... She wrote, uh, I follow her on Goodreads, and uh, she finished reading The House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Clune, and she said, this book is for people whose hearts are not crusted with barnacles, and then in brackets says, my heart is crusted with barnacles, (laughs) meaning it was not a book for her. Yeah. And I thought, oh, you you love her, and you love that book. Yeah. And she didn't like the book. Not that she but didn't like it, but it was... I think she liked it, but it's not for her. It's too sweet. I think these mm. his books are... It's the same as the Under the Whispering Door. Like, everyone is just nice, you know? Yeah. And you're like... It was a sweet book, you're right. It's very, very sweet. Yeah. And, I mean, but her, Maggie Stiefvater, she wrote Bravely, which is a continuation of Brave, the Pixar movie. Oh! About Merida, yes. And this is... I think it's just coming out, or it's just come out. But it's, it's happening cool. soon, yeah. I'm very excited about that. But we've, I mean, it's been a couple of weeks now because, well, mm-hmm. it's been madness. I started a new job and, yes. and it was, it's it's a lot. Um, all the information, no time for reading. And yeah, I'm having stressful nightmares about scheduling meetings and, <laughs> and showing up on Teams calls and, and not, and like booking trips. I don't know. Like I have all of the stressful dreams. Um, oh no. So it's, it's been a, it's been an intense uh, couple of uh, weeks. Uh, Whenever I have a stress, my stress dreams are going to university and not being able to find my classroom. Mm-hmm. So I'm missing my class. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also completely naked. Or topless. That, that so I have no clothes and I can't find my classroom. That That is my nightmare dream, my stress dream. Yeah, that sounds very stressful. Well, mine, <laughs> I realized um, with this change of, of jobs that a lot of my way of thinking and a lot of the way I keep myself calm is by picturing what next week's going to be like. I always have like, kind of like a list going in my head of... Okay, and my husband, he's, he's been, I've been driving him up the walls these few weeks, past few weeks, because I'll be like, okay, so Tuesday is this happening, and this will happen like this and this. He's like, why are you telling me this? Like, I was not a part of any of that. I'm like, because I had to say it, say it out loud, and now mm-hmm. it's now it's been planned. Now I can let it go and move on, because I told okay. someone about it. Okay. <laughs> like, I can't just tell myself, I need to tell someone else, too. And, and this has been driving him absolutely <laughs> insane, because I've been just telling him, like, random planning <laughs> stuff that, that has nothing to do with him. Uh, but, yeah, 
It, it makes me feel calmer. So I'm like, look, you're going to have a better life if I'm just calm. So you should right. just listen to this random stuff that I'm telling you and go, uh-huh, hmm, that makes sense. This is exactly what my husband does. I was going to say, if I told him all of the plans, he w- his response would be like, okay. <laughs> and then even if it was a plan for what we're going to do yeah. on the next day, yeah. he would just not take it in. And then the next day he would be like, what are we doing today? Mm-hmm. And if we didn't end up doing one of the things that I had on my list, he wouldn't know because uh, he didn't take it in. Fair enough, fair enough. So he should take a note from you on and just black out whatever the white No, does. because sometimes I do need him to do stuff. And this, this would make me very stressed if I feel like he's ignoring me. Anyway, right now, very stressful. Right now I put Raven to sleep and I put her in the outside house because outside house sounds like I put her in a toilet room. I, I put her in our... Mm, Orangerie kind of thing mm-hmm. outside, and because uh, Yohan is uh, working outdoors, and I had to like go to his face and be like, "The baby <laughs> <laughs> is asleep inside of this house. Know that she is there." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah," and keeps working. I'm like, "I am leaving. <laughs> like, take your face in my hands. I am leaving the vicinity. You are now in charge of this child. Goodbye." And then I even sent him a text message. Don't because, forget the baby. Don't forget the baby. But I mean, I will do that. I'll be with, with, with Jay if I'll be like, are you going? Because uh, our daughter, she does climbing. And she's young enough that she needs a parent to belay her. Because it's only the year she turns 13 that she can take her own green card. And then okay. they can learn to belay each other. Cool. So one of us always has to go. Or I can send my, my son because he has a green card and he's older. Um, but whenever my husband has to go, I'll be like, are you taking her? And he'll be like, yeah, yeah, I'll take her. And I'm like, are you taking her for real? So are you just saying you're taking her and then you're going to like crap out of me like in the last half hour before it's time to go because some work stuff happened and then I'm going to have to drop everything and go, which I cannot do anymore because now I teach yoga at that time. Yeah, so I'm like, okay. this is impossible. Then I need to send my son and mm. he will need to be told that one, go and belay your sister and two, don't drop her or you know, tease her you. or you know make her scared oh, no. uh, because he'll be like ha, 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 you know and i'm like no we're not making her frightened like so so i'll need to have like the little pep talk with him uh, but yep yeah. <laughs> that's funny and then he'll go Too like oh, no, i'm gonna go and i'm like like for real <laughs> and then i'll send him texts i'll be like are you yeah is it on you calendar yeah, yeah. is this happening good yeah. good good the trust good, is good. very low <laughs> Now my stress <laughs> levels are. Anyways, but yeah, I'm changing jobs, which is fun. I am uh, enjoying my job. It That's is awesome. uh, intense and, and uh, busy, busy, but it's fun. Even though I will do. And I have to do a shout out because I did promise I was going to do a shout out. Uh, I have a few of my coworkers from my old work that do actually listen to this podcast. Okay. And I'm like, you guys are going to have to keep listening anyway if I don't remind you all the time. You know? yeah. like, just because I'm not here doesn't mean you can stop. So I was like, I'm going to do a shout out to you in an upcoming episode. So you better listen. <laughs> you don't miss it. So this. But I'm not going to tell you which one. So no, you listen to not for all sure. of them. Exactly. So maybe I won't do it this week. Maybe I'll save it. Yeah. Just save to it. do like a little save teaser. It, it. For sure. No, but I'll forget. <laughs> So this is this is to our, our faithful German listener, Lisa. Ooh. Yes. So thank Hi, you for listening, Lisa. Lisa, and I'll miss working with you. Very cool. Yeah. But this uh, week we read uh, Full Tilt by Emma Scott, which broke me. And it I, broke I have goosebumps and inside really, my body right now, just thinking that we're going to have to talk about this book and we're going to have to both 
keep our shit together while we talk about this book. So we can just give up on that idea already. So uh, we read Full Tilt by Emma Scott. And this, I realized this morning when I was sitting down to, you know, put down like a little author, like bio on the author and put the the picture. I have no notes. I hadn't even started a note page for this. Like I started this this book. You will remember forever. It's okay. I literally remember Remember. this entire freaking book. I don't think there's nothing I would forget about. I remember their names. Mm -hmm. I remember family members' names. I remember everything about this book. This book made me cry so much it cries like a light version of what i did i just leaked my body just leaked for hours and you know what you prepared me because you finished it first and you were like oh that last hour i can't work like i have to read this i cannot cross work plus listening to the book at the same time uh, even though oftentimes we do multitask but it was not possible because you couldn't see <laughs> it, it was it was it was i i was like i finished the the book one and we're next week we're going to talk about the second book because this is a duology so we'll talk about that next week yes but when i started book two i was like okay healing time begins the first hour freaking broke my heart all over again because it was the same sad as book one but it's not but from a different perspective I and i was like was, i cannot do it wasn't it. even the first hour i think i looked at it, it was like three not. hours 30 minutes and something happens and I start to like bawl my eyes out thinking, I'm mm-hmm. just going to just live crying now. <laughs> I'm in a grocery store crying. I'm cleaning my house crying. Mm-hmm. I'm walking the kid crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm crying doing all of the things. Yeah. And I think it softened me up because I was my family members um, a couple nights ago. And we were talking about how we had this cancer scare in our family um, that ended up being blood poisoning. So sepsis is also a very dangerous life-threatening thing but they were able to get medication for it and got better and of course having cancer would have been worse because possibly not treatable uh the way that that the blood poisoning was and while i was saying how like grateful i am that that person's still here and we didn't have to go through that and even though it was like a tough few months of the unknown and sickness and stuff it is like so much better now and i was leaking so the book has broken my my coldness my ice queenness has but now but i don't think you could melted. be an ice queen while reading this book i don't no. i don't think anyone and this could be a challenge if you need one if mm. you haven't read this book and you want to like pause this episode now go pick up this book and listen to all of whatever 12 hours of it and then come back and tell me that you didn't cry yeah but i don't think you can do it i will pay I you like money so not a lot because i'm broke but i'll pay yeah. you some money <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> yeah the the book is emotional but even though I knew what was going to happen, because... Because you know right from the get-go. You know right from the get-go. It literally says it in the beginning. And also, I was prepared for what was going to happen in book two, because I read the synopsis of book two before I read book one. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. It no. doesn't matter. Even though we will spoil things in this episode, it doesn't really matter, because the book is so worth reading anyways. Yeah. And it... We can say anything that really gives it away because it's like the feeling of the yeah. book that's way more important than what's actually For sure. the storyline is. So this book is about Jonah. Yeah. 
And Jonah has, he, he was healthy, regular person. He was on vacation with his then girlfriend and some friends and his brother. And they went swimming in this lake and he managed to get this virus that fucked up his heart and he had to have a heart transplant. And because he has a really rare tissue type, his heart is, his new transplanted heart is slowly being rejected by his body. So he, we know from like the get go that he will most likely not live, maybe not even a year. Like he might live for like another nine months or something. But it's in chapter three or something that they says six months. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I know this, I guess I read it and I'm like, they're going to find him another heart. This will be okay. Yeah, yeah. Never. I fear. Yeah. And then as I go along, I'm like, I'm fearing now. I know. If this is really going like, to end like this, this is not I'm working like, get out for ready. me. And it I'm is. like, um, yeah. And then we have our female main character, Casey or Cassandra. Yeah. And Cassie, also the mom calls her Cassie. Mom calls her Cassie. And I think um, Casey has a bit of a difficult relationship with her parents. Like her father is very restricted and awful, I'd say. And when she snuck her boyfriend in when she was 17 and got caught, um, he kicked her out. Yeah. Disowned her and said, uh, this is not house rules and you've disgraced me. So go live on your own. So she's homeless. At 17. So she goes with this boyfriend yep. to end up somewhere. Las Vegas? They, yeah. No, he broke up with her in Vegas, but they yeah. went like they were, around. Yeah, and then she finds... When he breaks up with her, she makes a friend halfway home to going back. She's on her way back to San Diego, and she has to stop to kind of get a job and get some more money on the way. And, she and she's living in girl. a shelter. And and then and the girl, uh, the girl in shelter also. Uh, helps her, or they get a, into a band yeah. together. And she plays the guitar, which was like the only thing she brought with her kind of thing when she got kicked out. Too. Um, she's always played the guitar. She writes music. She's really musical. And um, this band, they start playing her songs and they start getting kind of popular and they go on tour. But Casey is really not dealing. She's not dealing with anything. And the way she's not dealing with any of this is by just getting shit-faced all the time. So she is just drunk. Yeah. And she randomly sleeps with guys, roadies and whatever every night just to not feel so alone and not to feel so abandoned. And, And she's just drunk and like she's irresponsibly drunk, like Mm. full on proper rock star come backstage and, uh, like inciting and then, like, riot and then like the destroying yeah. and, and uh, there's one of their security uh, people that is uh, kind of looking after her but they have like a super sleazy manager too who's really gross really gross um, and he basically after this show where she's like gotten way too many people in the green room backstage uh, he sweeps her up and he takes her out to the limo and she's the asleep. limo like driver she's, she's drunk asleep out. yeah, yeah. Passed out. Uh, and the limo driver is Jonah this yeah. is one of his jobs um, he works uh, evenings as a limo driver and he has his daytime job like I just like beam out of my body at this career because you have no idea how much I love glassblowing but he's a glassblowing artist that has gotten like scholarship from Carnegie Hall and things like that. Carnegie Mellon. Yeah. Carnegie Mellon, sorry. Yes. Carnegie Hall. Carnegie Mellon. And um, so he is an artist, a glassblowing artist in the day. Yeah. And then has and a his, his the scholarship is for him to do this installation that's going to be shown as, at the Wynn Museum, or the Wynn Hotel in, in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, 
And so in, when she's passed out, he doesn't know where to take her because he doesn't have the address where the band is staying. Um, and he feels very kind of like he can't. He tries to call, but he can't get anyone on the phone, the manager and stuff. So he just decides that... He brings her back. He's, he's just going to take her to his house and let her sleep it off. And, and she's kind of back. famous at this point. Yeah. Not to the point of where he like immediately recognized her, but she's like really attractive rock star, yep. Yep. tattooed, white blonde hair. And um, and so the fact that she's famous in paparazzi is like, try, like trying to get yep. at her and stuff, that he would take her back to her, his place is like... Kind of creep. Yeah. No, no, for sure. And if he would have been anyone else and he would have been creepy, this would have been terrible. But, I mean, it works out. He's a nice guy and he takes her there. She sleeps it off a little bit and then um, she basically asks to stay. Uh, he takes her back and then... She doesn't want to face the music the next it. day so she's because like, Can I please, please she stay? fucked up that night yeah. and destroyed that uh, room at the yeah. concert place. So... She the stays. Pony club. The pony club. Mm-hmm. So she stays, and um, he's like, "Well, I gotta go. What am I gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> Leave you, this yeah, strange yeah, rock star, can't. alone she in my apartment?" In my house. No, but <laughs> they make a deal that she's gonna stay with him. I think it's for like forty-eight hours or something like that. She gets this time off. Um, but first, she's just there in the day. Yeah, and then and then they make this deal, and and then. Uh, he takes her out for like cupcakes and they get cupcakes at this vending machine and cool. he shows and he takes her to the Bellagio and this is where I really connect with the story because I'm I got married in Vegas, you know this, yes. right? And we stayed at the Bellagio. Uh-huh. Um so the I have actually seen the glass ceiling. And, oh, uh, cool. and the hotel and I remember it like when we checked in, I was like, Wow, this is so cool. Um and I also remember going through after my wedding when we went through because we had to go through the casino to get up to the to the hotel rooms mm-hmm. um, there. And then I was walking in my wedding dress and everyone was like cheering. It was fun. Oh, cute! <laughs> and we saw the fountain and stuff uh, afterwards, which is uh, good memories of Vegas. That's awesome. Yep. But I felt very, I feel very touched at Bellagio, obviously, for, for those reasons. But he takes her to see the fountain at the Bellagio with the music. And she's like, never seen any of this before. And he's just nice. Like, he's just nice to her. And and he doesn't treat her like, he's not trying to get in her pants. And he's not treating her like the rock star messed up person she is. So. But she has figured out at this point that he has some um, he has medical so. symptom yeah. because he has a lot of like medicines at home and really strange foods because of the yeah. diet and so he can basically not eat anything that's good yeah he cannot have spices or salt or sugar or fats like basically anything that gives food flavor he cannot eat it no and when she was like don't you miss butter and he was like i miss butter i miss salt more yeah. <laughs> like salt is a strange thing to like but think i would of not having salt any of miss salt i know well, lost if i could not have salt like, I, know. I imagine all the food how bland it would be with like no flavor <laughs> yeah no um when i lost my sense of smell when i was 17 years old and food started to all just be bland i made smoothies like i blended food and put like protein powder in and did that for a little while. I mean, probably hindsight, not the healthiest way of living. But, but uh, we all made bad choices when we were young. Let's just... But it was. It, it is not fun to eat food that you can't taste. No, no, definitely not. So I feel for him. And in that moment, when he brings her to the Bellagio, he tells her that he is sick. Yep. And. She sort of panics, like, well, I can't leave you, even though they're just friends at this point. 
And just her being around him, she starts like not drinking. She starts not eating smoking. healthier herself. She starts just being like healthier all around just because she she doesn't want to sit in front of him and pig out on like food that he cannot have. Like it's this uh, kind of uh, respect thing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, consideration thing. Um, and then after this time is up and he takes her back, she goes back on tour. She has to go back. Well, she says that I want to quit the band. And he says, life's like too fucking short. Do whatever you want to do. And what do you want to do? And she's like, I want to write music in it to be my music. Because right now she's writing it. And the singer of the band is being able to sing it. So he's like, "Uh, if you're not happy doing what you're doing, then leave. And she's like, yeah, but we're about to hit like super big time. Like signing this million a dollar deal and um like can i walk away from that life and he's like i think you might need to like yep. you're not doing great no uh, i picked you up and you puked in the back of my limo and i had to carry you into my apartment that's how yep. not great you're doing yep. and then you wanted to stay in a stranger's apartment because they were not threatening to you yeah as all you do is feel threatened all the time by men around you and so no you're not doing great you should definitely leave but so she basically she goes to talk to her best friend who's in the band. Well, she goes back on tour and to, then it's to do the tour, but she's there like a week, no, yeah, ten days, ten days. Yeah, because she's on the tour, and then it's that meeting with the Pony Club uh, where she destroyed the room. Yeah, and and her manager basically tries to get her to sleep with the owner of the Pony Club to to, avoid to a make lawsuit. up for for the damage, like the money thing, and then she's like. Oh, fuck this, I'm not doing it. Fuck and you. she throws and she leaves. a drink in their face and it's like, yeah. you guys are fucking pigs and then walks out and then she goes... And she quits the band and yeah. then she gets royally screwed over like she does not get enough money out of it but she gets a bit. Um, she gets enough to like... Then she goes to Vegas where Jonah yeah. lives even though she doesn't really have ties to Vegas other than it was the place that her last boyfriend left her. Yeah, but she likes Jonah. Like, but she, she likes Jonah. But in a friend way, still at this point. So, but she goes there and she has enough money to get her own apartment. And then Mm -hmm. they start to develop a friendship and they develop a like romantic relationship. But it's a slow burn, but it's like the perfect amount of time also. Mm -hmm. And uh, And she meets with his friends and then they're going to go on this camping trip up in the, um, in the Yosemite, is it? they go to uh i don't remember what the place was but they're going on they a camping, go on this trip. camping trip big up to the big basin is what they're, mm-hmm. where they're going and it's uh jonah and casey and then it's the two friend oscar and dina and theo and holly holly which was his girlfriend which he dumps and then he dumps her like first that night, night. <laughs> And then she's like, I don't want to go home in the car with him. This is super awkward. Can I go with you guys? And they're like, Dina and Oscar, like, yeah, you can go with us. And that's where where Casey and uh, Jonah gets together. And they sleep together for the first time. And then everyone else leaves because there's a storm coming. But Casey wants to stay. And feel the rain. feel the rain. Uh, So they stay. So it's a beautiful, like, super beautiful scene. She's, like, naked in the rain. And he can't be out in the rain because his immune system is so shot that he can't catch a cold. The last time he had a cold, he got pneumonia. So she's, she's also, like very cautious about his health at this Mm -hmm. point too even though it's just friendship 
and she's dancing naked in the rain and then they sleep together for the first time and it's something that she like puts later in music when she starts yeah. to write again but she sleeps with him first because she sleeps with him when the other ones are still there because they all oh, make fun right. of her that's because right. she's so loud <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, and Theo, Jonah's brother, has been very kind of distrusting of her um, because he kn- he's been with Theo's every appointment. He knows that he's gonna die, and he doesn't want him to like. And and Jonah had a girlfriend when he got sick, uh, who who, who, who just said, "I can't do hospital. I can't do this," and just left him. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. So he didn't want her to leave and him be heartbroken again before he dies. But she says like. From day one, I'm not going to leave. Like, I no, can do No, but she this. has like, to force herself enough. to stay there for a little bit. Because yeah. Because it gets really hard. And she doesn't deal very well with hard, Casey. No. Uh, but then, yeah, I mean, it is beautiful, their romance. The way it grows and... Uh, Super honest. And yeah. they give each other space to be, like, themselves. But also they're together all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a really healthy relationship in with a person who's completely unhealthy. And... Uh, they touch base a little bit about her family relationship and she's like doing so well in her life right now mm-hmm. with Jonah that she's like maybe let's go visit my parents yeah because she really wants a relationship with her mom like she keeps yeah. calling her mom and she keeps trying to speak to her dad and her dad just keeps refusing to talk to her and the mom is so loyal to the dad yeah. that she like feels guilty being on the phone mm-hmm. even with her daughter because yeah. the dad doesn't want her to talk to her and that's kind of a strange like loyalty thing like this yeah. is this is your husband on paper this is your daughter in blood you're gonna be like mm, sorry my husband doesn't very much like you <laughs> yeah no i mean it was weird um we get a bit more explanation about her parents in the second book, book but yeah. uh but it's it's not a healthy relationship that she has with either of her parents and she really really wants a relationship like she's the way she speaks to her when she cries and uh i don't know like it was it all of the emotions this one it hits all of the emotions um and then Jonah starts kind of not feeling so great. He starts taking a turn for the worse and he's but he slowly gets, declining. You know? He gets to do his installation. Yeah, he gets to do his installation at the Wayne And Museum. that's what uh, he was worried about most because hotel. he was given six months and the installation was going to display in five months. So he wanted to yeah. be there for the gallery opening and he got to be there healthy at the mm-hmm. gallery opening. And he was having like a little bit of blackout moment afterwards. Yeah. But he thought maybe like the stress of everything and the the day being so big as it was but everyone was there and everyone was so proud of him and he even got to meet his like glass blowing idol guy yeah. that complimented that his art the the installation at the at Blasio. the Blasio, yeah so he he got to meet him and then the parents and the siblings and everyone is just like this is the happiest we've ever seen him this mm-hmm. is like the most perfect yeah sort of last moment before he has to go and from then is when it starts to decline and he feels like now what do I do I have nothing to yeah. live for and my life is over and he becomes a little bit of a dick but like only yeah, for a but hot I mean, minute honestly if I yeah. was dying I'd probably be a bitch too like I don't think I'd be like oh yeah I'm dying this is great you know like but then he then he has a hard time breathing and he yeah. has a hard time with like distances walking and stuff like that so then he tells her, yeah, it's happening now. Like, mm-hmm. the decline is happening. So they go into the hospital. 
and they give them give him three weeks Mm -hmm. and they go home and try to have like he's like i don't want to do all these big uh bucket list stuff i just want to have like dinner with my friends and like make love to my girlfriend and like have words and moments they Mm -hmm. do they say a lot of this like moment stuff all the time million moments or stuff like that Mm -hmm. and she's like when because they're only together like let's say six months right it's not even that because if you get six months in the beginning he hasn't even met her yet at that point so their actual relationship is what like four months yeah 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 sure it's not a lot of months for sure but um so and she says things like it doesn't matter how long we've been together and they say i love you to each other mm-hmm. too and you really feel that like early oh, yeah. on so it wasn't like too soon kind of thing no, like no. it happens sometimes in other books but the love actually like developed and grew and so you're like happy that they finally had that out there and then they say to each other i wish we had said it earlier so we mm-hmm. would have more moments of saying i love you before i go and then when they go back to their house and it's declining a little bit more, but they still, they have a good, like, sexual relationship also, mm-hmm. which is quite descriptive in the book. Not, like, over the top or anything, but, like, in real relationship styles. Yep. And he, like, doesn't have it in him to have sex anymore. And it just takes too much out. He gets too tired and, mm-hmm. like, his heart's just not able to function in that kind of way. So she looks up this, like... um Tantric. Tantric, but it it, it was from the book. What's that book called? My mind is drawing a blank. (laughs) It's like the oldest sex book ever in the whole world. Kama Sutra. So she's like talking about the Kama Sutra. She's like, I know this sounds super cheesy and everything, but let's get naked and just stare at each other. (laughs) And we've seen this in movies and like shows and stuff too. But (laughs) the way they describe it, in the book, you, like, feel like you're there, like you're yeah. one of them or you can see them. And that's the last time that they make love um, is that Kama Sutra moment. Because afterwards, when she asks and he says, not tonight, and then she says, he said, not tonight for ten nights in a row. And yep. she, now I know that it's... Not tonight, it's no more. No I more. Mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was... And the the... the the death at the hospital when he gets promises out of them. like no I can't I just like I'm gonna like, so, like I wrote to you uh like when I had like 45 minutes left and I'm like Whew. I know but you get so emotionally like invested in these characters for just like realness like nothing yeah, over sure. the top cheesy and you and know it he's going to die. Uh, and it is setting it up for book two. Because I figured out about maybe halfway through um, Full Tilt that um, Jonah's brother Theo is in love with Casey. I knew that reading the synopsis of the second yeah. book. So I had... But I, I, I hadn't read it. And I figured it out. Like, okay. It was... It's there in the way he looks at her in the softening of his eyes. It's, and he's it's, not I mean, with it's, women, other it's women anymore. It's subtle, and stuff. but but if you if you know what to look for, you kind of see it. And then towards the end, um, he makes Jonah makes Casey promise to love again, to not like stop living because she's still what twenty four. Like she's really yeah, yeah, young. Super like, young. It is not like she can just be like, oh, none for the rest of my life now. Gonna marry God instead and yeah, just give up on this thing. Mm-hmm. Like she's gonna need to live. And he makes her promise this, and then 
he uh, then he has this conversation with Theo and Theo comes out and he looks all stunned and he looks super weird and it's it's because because yeah we can talk about that next week of the promise that yeah. he made Theo give him but that we only find out in book two but yeah. the goodbyes that when everyone says it to him in the room and stuff like that the reason why it's so emotional is the narrators mm-hmm. were making like they were acting they weren't reading us the book they were acting the book like they were gasping for air yeah. trying to speak as if you were somebody who was about yeah. to like lose your life because you couldn't breathe anymore yes. like it was so well acted yes like i'm gonna cry again oh, oh, this, oh seriously this book it was just it tears so... it was just like i tried to listen when i was like doing something at work and then i was like nope have to turn this <laughs> off like it's not working like I know. my eyes are sweating you know? <laughs> all this allergy it's season not is working. overwhelming and you know, I started off this saying that I researched this book and got the cover. And still, I forgot to tell you about the author. <laughs> about cover. The cover. So we're going to talk about this now. So this beautifully written book, yeah. Full Tilt by Emma Scott, is, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a must read. I think I gave it a five star. I think you, you did, did give it too. five star. Uh, so and I mean, I. It, is, it was perfect. And I mean, it's rare that you find in Goodreads a book with that many reviews and that many star ratings that have such a high average. Yeah. But there's really not much that I would say could be improved with this book. Like, it is yeah. beautiful the way it's done. And listen to it. The narrators Yeah, but I think are... even reading it, can you imagine reading those words? Yeah, but oh, I, I but like oh, I'm listening I to like the <gasps> yeah I know, but can I you imagine love, reading love, that? I just I can't do and it. I'm like <laughs> stop it, I can't. Uh, Emma Scott is a, a uh, USA Today and a Wall Street Journal best-selling author of emotional, character-driven romances in which art and love intertwine to heal, and which. And in which love always wins. If you enjoy thoughtful, realistic stories with diverse characters and kind-hearted heroes, you will enjoy her novels. And this is that's super sweet. Very good summary. The cover it's of uh, just colors. Like I'm guessing it's supposed to depict the gloss kind of thing. The glass, glass glowing slash like a, yeah. a scene. You yeah. know, like um, and stage, stage lights, stage and the lights. rose. I don't know the flower. What the flower is for, but. Uh. No, the, there is a flower in the second book, not yeah, this book. but not in this one. Um, and I mean, it is, I think it's a fairly valid description of uh, rock star life as well. Like the way her and her band, the way they live, the way they get shepherded on and off, the 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 way their manager is kind of sleazy and Puppeting a bit of a dust, around. Uh, yeah. like a scumbag and all. I think, and the glass blowing. I had a friend who did glass blowing. I have some of her stuff. In my house, she's no, um, no. Uh, she's Olivia's godmother too, um, oh. and she blew a, she blew us this bowl for our anniversary uh, for our wedding gift. So we have um, this beautiful bowl that she Amazing. made for us that has our, our names and the date we got married on the bottom, which is really that's cool. beautiful. I yeah. freaking love glass. Actually, one of my like calm things is to watch this glass blowing show called Blown Away. It's a competition of these like really elite glass blowers, and they have to make things and mm-hmm. compete against each other's stuff. And it's mesmerizing. Like, you think of nothing else. It's, like, meditative to just watch it. And so when he was talking about uh, the hot chop and all of the terms, like, I understood because of the show that I had watched. And 
I think that art is like so cool, like super, super fantastic. And when he gave her this universe sphere, uh, af like she got it after he passed, right? Well, I mean, he gave it to her. I think it was before. It was something he made for her. I don't think he got it like after he passed. I can't remember, but she. It was made it was for at her. her it was made for her, yeah. and then she opened the card and got to read his words. Yeah. So he but probably it left after. it with Tanya. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And that was a super emotional moment. And All of it this, and because he says over and over, you're my universe. Yep. And I was like, you are my universe. What kind of, this is the most amazing, yeah. like, can yeah. we just all say that instead of I love you from now on? <laughs> like, can it just be you are my universe? It's so beautiful. And he's like saying it as if, he, yeah, he might be dying now, but their love is going to like be constantly existing and like look at this universe sphere and this is our love this is our love here and it will exist forever yep forever uh, as a universe yeah and all the love and all the feels <laughs> um but the cover doesn't depict no. how deep this book is at all like i would say that if i saw that cover i would think that it was going to be kind of like a cheesy rock star book and but would you pick it up based on this cover like no no, no. me neither um but but i chose it because it was like so massively talked popular. about yeah. yeah popular talked about it within this genre that we've been reading yeah. recently but i don't like rock star books like i find i, like rock I know books. you do but and and we read recently a rock star book by yeah. uh, serena bowen that i actually liked also but I don't love the, like, self-deprecating, self-loathing, self-destructive like um, behaviors that is always surrounding those rock star books. That is a tortured artist kind of story, yeah. I guess. But anyways, um, we can talk more about this in the next episode because we're going to keep on talking about Emma Scott and Emma Scott books. Yes. So um, if you haven't read Full Tilt, you definitely should bring at least two boxes of Kleenex. Highly recommend. Because you will need it. Your your eyes will be leaky and sweaty. And, <laughs> just uh, leak. <laughs> uh, they will be all of the feels and all of the tears. Just, so you will like, if you have possible. kids, you will hug them and be <laughs> like, don't ever let your heart fail. Like, I forbid. <laughs> I, I mean, I forbid my children from dying so all the time. Much, I, I forbid you from dying. I love it. I will give you all the candies you want if you don't die. <laughs> what? Well, you know, I have always said to my kids, because, you know, the snitches get stitches. I know, like, yeah. I always tell my kids snitches get candies, but I found a new expression. No, tell me. Snitches get riches. Oh. And I <laughs> do you give them money to be a snitch? That's I will awesome. go ahead and do that from now on. Snitches get riches, man. Is that not <laughs> some form of bribery? <laughs> For me, knowing what's going on in their life, absolutely, I okay. can't bribe my way into <laughs> full on money bribery. Yes, yes, full on proper. Snitches get riches. Snitches get riches. Welcome there to Leah's go. family. <laughs> Sign you up, are sorry. To Sending family. out tomorrow. Send money. I'm getting low on the funds here with all the payouts I have to do for snitching. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. We'd Rather Be Reading is an original podcast by Jerrica Ceron and Leah Sanfer. 
Theme music for The Penguins, written and performed by David Allred from the album The Transition, courtesy of Erase Tapes. Please check him out on Spotify and check us out on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at We'd Rather Be Reading and on Twitter at We'd Rather Read. You can also email us at We'd Rather Be Reading the Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.